Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Guilty Movie Pleasures. Oh, yes, Guilty Movie Pleasure fans. We're back. Is this week three? Uh, I, think it's week, I think it's week 5,000. Week 5,000. Week three without interruption I've is lost what I'm count. saying. Yeah, yeah, without interruption. So, like, instead of uh, how many days without accident at work, we have how many weeks without one of us bailing on the show for a week. Are we? Is there some sort of reward when we hit No. Four? I think you guys have hit seven weeks. Is that What? Fair? Oh, seven weeks? Yeah, yeah, because Jesse was here. Well, I missed two. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. you mean both of you together. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, that's the Ben's only pretty time. selfish when he talks about consecutive shows. <laughs> He, he's I not, as a duo. not interested in how many I meant I've as done. a duo. I, I was you. saying as we come, uh, you I know, the gruesome twosome. Yeah. Anyways, welcome to Guilty Movie Pleasures, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm Ben Begley, your host, and with me as always, Jesse McIntosh. Yeah, and we're talking a uh, Jesse and I've been discussing trying to figure out a romantic comedy to do for the month of February, mm-hmm. and uh, it was Valentine's Day and Friday for those of you who didn't know that. And, uh, get a calendar. Get a calendar. Jesus. Son of a bitch. Anyways, um, and we were actually going to do this around Christmas time, but I think we didn't have enough shows. We only did a couple shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a little adverse to romantic comedies, I've realized. Talk I, about that. Why? What's going on with you? You know what? But then when I watched this and like that, that cheesy moment at the end where he like says the speech, I got all like butterflies and I was like, I miss this feeling. Yeah. I think I'm just cynical nowadays. No, I, I don't know what it is. It has to be like... I think the issue with romantic comedies is it has to be funny like this mm-hmm. in order for me to be like down. I can't go with like the super cheesy ones that like nothing. I love Love Actually. I love this. I love Gross Point Blank. High Fidelity, if you can even consider that uh, a romantic comedy. Yeah, it's okay. more like a comedy with records and romance. Sure. I like um, When Harry Met Sally is my favorite romantic That's okay. comedy of That's all That's like time. the purest romantic comedy. That's that my favorite of all time. Mentioned, yeah. It's just like, I think there was like a string of them that came out in the 90s and early 2000s that I either never saw or I was jaded and not dating and like miserable and single. And so that's the last thing you want to see when you're single. Yeah. What uh, are you not? You're not a Hugh Grant guy. Um, yeah, I love Hugh Grant, actually. He's the, he was the king of romance. Yeah, and I never really. saw any of those. Really? Yeah, I mean, I saw Love Actually, and I think he's hilarious. That scene where he's dancing, and then he sees his assistant, and he's like, yeah, so we're going to do... Uh, <laughs> I love that moment. Yeah. So it just I think it just has to be the right kind of romantic comedy for me, but it's not a genre that I, I gravitate towards. Sure. And now, being married... My wife, usually, Renee, she'll like she'll go out with the girls to go see something. And there haven't... Oh, no, we watched uh, The Setup on Netflix. It was a great romantic comedy. There you go. And Always Be My Maybe, I think, was the other one. That's definitely one. Uh, with um, with uh, Alicia, uh, Alicia Wong? No. Ali Wong. Ali Wong. Oh, my Ali God. Wong. Ali Wong and the guy from uh, Fresh Off the Randall, Boat. Randall Park. Randall Park. That was hilarious. Keanu Reeves. So I guess I only like them when they're good. Okay. <laughs> the meaning, the, meaning that, like... <laughs> So in the guilty movie pleasures realm, uh-huh. I don't find guilty romantic comedies fun. I guess you. I right. like them to be actually genuinely good or genuinely funny. Because you could argue this movie's not genuinely good, but it's at least funny. Okay. All right, so we figured out. There we go. That was it's a just, long, deep dive of meandering. This is why we need. This is why three shows together. <laughs> that's where it gets us. Is really like digging well, deep on Ben's love of. But, 
good romantic specific genres and unpacking it in real time right yes all right so now that i just went down a rabbit hole what's Uh what's your take on the genre of romantic comedy i'm a fan man i like uh I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just like... Because uh, you've been pushing for them this whole month of February. Listen, February, and getting a little mad at me. As we know, is the most romantic month of the year. Because Hallmark tells us <laughs> it has to be. Because um, it's the shortest month of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I th- I am just a little bit of a sucker for that sort of thing. Like, what are your top three? Um, I mean... I loved Garden State when it came out. I would have to revisit it. I kind of think so. I feel like that's an indie dramedy. I mean, because that movie's great when I saw it. It's got a lot of laughs and it's got a romance at the center of it. I would argue that's a romantic comedy. I think it's more of a dramedy about him and his him conquering his depression or whatever. Listen, are you gonna are you gonna believe (laughs) the fan of romantic comedies or the self proclaimed? I love that I ask you your top three, then immediately shoot down one. Okay, keep going. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, that's the only one I like now. (laughs) Tell me, I changed my mind. Tell me two more. Tell me two more. I like Notting Hill. Never seen it. I like I like the Notebook. They make fun of oh. it in this movie, but I think it's effective. I think that I think the Notebook is a great movie. It is devastating to me, and I yeah. The only thing I hate more than bad romantic comedies mm-hmm. are romantic dramas where you sobbed your eyes out at the end because I, they one of them dies yeah. or something. I cannot. Not, not that that may or may not happen in the Notebook. If they we haven't don't seen know. the Notebook by now, then. <laughs> Uh, I actually don't mind feeling really sad in movies. I, I think don't. I, I like it gives me a little bit of adrenaline, Ugh. and uh, it is actually surprising in rom coms for something like that to happen, um, which r- it rarely does. Right? Yeah. Right? So I would. I, I Wait, like are you that saying one. that rom- Notebook is a romantic comedy? No. Okay. No, no, no. But I just as I'm going through the because <laughs> I was like that's a super messed up. A, a lot of laughs. <laughs> Some he, he wrote her laughs. every day. Every That's, day, nothing's funnier than rain. That's <laughs> all right. You got a, one a more romantic niche. comedy, then we're finally moving on. What um, is it? I did also like 500 Days of Summer. That's a great I don't movie. know if that has again. Aged I super feel well. like that's another. I guess I don't even consider that because it's so indie and awesome. But it is. I mean, again, it's a it's funny, a great movie. It's not like a it's not like a sitcom. Yeah. But it's there are a lot of laughs and it's got a romance at the center of it. I would say that so. Those. We like the same and types of I romantic liked, comedies. Uh, just for a, a more updated reference, I really like Long Shot from. Last I didn't see year. that one. I heard that was great. Though. It's very funny, um, and a lot of the like criticisms that you might have in a snapshot of the trailer, uh, they they don't play out necessarily that way. Cool. Uh, in the I wanted, movie itself, I bought I think, it. I haven't seen it yet. I though. think yeah, that was really well done. So um, then you don't like the you are kind of in line with me with romantic comedies where you like them to have a little bit more of an unconventional or indie twist to them indie film twist. You're not going into like the Jennifer Lopez wedding planner type stuff. So those yeah those are the ones that stick out to me. I've seen the wedding planner and didn't like it's not on I saw the top anything. Fifteen list minutes for me. of it and I was like. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's. There although are, I love J Lo. There are really ordinary versions of these movies that I think are like any genre, totally dispensable. Mm-hmm. Um, but when when they're done well, either because they're surprising or unconventional, um, or there's just something remarkable remarkable about the performance of the story, uh, I can really get into them. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I don't I don't mind a sad ending. I really enjoy the happy endings. Um, but I could go either way on them. I'm saying like that was me being a teenage boy. I really enjoyed the happy endings. <laughs> I mean, like at a massage it, yeah. parlor. That's where I went. With uh, deep dish orgy. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So, 
So, okay, so we established that you you like Upper Echelon as well. Yes. Um, I, yeah, I, this is a genre, like, action, so I guess my main point I was trying to get at that I just finally figured out is that, like, a genre like horror films, action films, and sci-fi films, I can love the Upper Echelon ones mm-hmm. and the Total Garbage ones, too, yeah. that are just fun and ridiculous. Yeah. But romantic comedies, they have to be up here for me, or at least funny as I'll get out. Or sure. else I, so I don't like the lower tier ones. Sure. And I, no. I think it's been pretty well established uh, over the course of us doing the show together. Uh, the lower echelon versions of any genre, I'm very much out on. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Let's do this. So uh, let's, uh, should we do the plot in under three minutes? Just yeah, get let's to do it. it. Let's yeah, get to let's it. do it. Why yeah. not? Radio, I'll count you in. Oh, uh, right, right, in the booth. I'm actually really curious to see how you do this in three minutes, because I was trying to do it myself last night, and I was like, I don't think I could do this. I just All watched right. it last night, and I already forgot. Three, <laughs> two, one. Can we start off with him singing uh, I Swear by uh, uh, All All for One? That's it. In the mirror, braces, chubbier version of Ryan Reynolds. Um, and then he goes, he signs the yearbook to the love of his life, Amy Smart's character, and he's going to tell her. And the yearbooks get messed up at the party. And then the the frat boy reads it to everyone. He's humiliated. He runs off and he becomes a music manager in Hollywood. And he's banging models left and right. And he finds out that he has to pair up with Anna Ferris's ex-girlfriend uh, uh, to go to Paris. Uh, and then they get waylaid in New Jersey. Where she blows up. up the plane yeah. by <laughs> accident with the aluminum foil in the microwave. And so they end up in New Jersey, his hometown. So he brings her to his house. Mm-hmm. It's the first time he's been back in 10 years. Um, we meet the mom. We meet the brother. Uh, and then they go to the local bar just to get a drink. Uh, and and he, run into, he runs into his old friends. He runs into Amy Smart, who yeah. is the girl that he Jules, had a big right? crush on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they have an awkward moment. Uh, they have an awkward moment. He's he's just gonna leave town, and then like the sort of like the jock from high school is like, I bet you could bang her now. You you're like a ten, and he's like, I should bang her. So he goes back to her, and he's like, I'm actually gonna be in town for a little while. We should go on a date. Yeah. And she's like, lunch date, great. They go to a diner. Yeah. Um, the old diner that they used to go when they were in high school, and they get the reg- their regular. And he doesn't want the pancakes because mm-hmm. they're too filled with sugar. Right. And uh, and then he's also kind of being a jerk with the Porsche. He's like right. The line with trying <clears throat> to be this jerk bad boy, but also failing at it because his his old insecurities are coming back out. And ultimately, he is this where the hockey game happens? No, this is the second date that they go on. The, the first date is at the diner, yeah. and then he screws that up and he like and he's walks going the door. Like, and he's, yeah. he's doing his best Jim Carrey in the car. Yep. And then so the second date, they go to the ice skating and he can't find his ice skates. Yeah. Um, so he can't skate, so apparently. He can't skate a bunch with rentals. Of kids, happy Gilmore style. Right. And then he shoots a slap shot, it goes off the post and hits him in the face. And then the. EMT is Chris Klein. Chris Klein, <laughs> who's the other dweeb from high school, who's now like a, a totally getting revenge on everyone for making fun of him back in high school. Yeah, like minute banging as many girls as he can. Yep. Uh, um, and then oh, he decides oh he needs to be a nice guy. So then he takes this tactic where he becomes a giant wuss is what uh-huh. he he uses a different word. And then he's trying to be like super nice. And then Chris Klein comes in and writes a song for Jamie. That's her name, yeah, Jamie. Jamie. Uh-huh. Jamie. And and all the family loves him. And then Anna Ferris comes and gets pissed off because he thinks she's having an affair. He's having an affair with Amy Smart's character. She torches the whole uh, Christmas display that that uh, Amy Smart's parents have up, and it's like literally on fire. 
and then he goes back to LA after all this because it all goes to hell. Mm. He realizes she's the one for him. He comes back, he tells her, and then they uh, they kiss, and that's the end. Yep. And there we go. Look, ten wow. seconds to go. Wow, the gauntlet was thrown by Ryan, and we just obliterated that three minutes. We probably missed like a half hour. Yeah, chunk we in did there. cut out like almost all of Anna Faris. We did. That's fine. Anna Faris and the brother. Amazing though, in this. she's hilarious she's to me. Hysterical. She's so funny. And uh, his brother is so funny in this movie, too. Mm. Like, the, all of their... Every time, the physical humor between Ryan Reynolds and his brother as they beat the hell out of each other. <laughs> There's one point where he, like, hits him in the nuts or something, and his brother falls down face first on the couch, and he's just laying there. And then Ryan Reynolds walks up behind him and drop kicks him in the ass. It's just so brutal, but, like, how brothers are. I remember my friends that had brothers just beating the shit out of each other. And I had a sister, and and I wouldn't, like, hit her back too much, but she'd beat the hell out of me, and then I'd be like, Mom, Mammy's hitting me! Um, and she'd be like, yeah, I know, because I'm tougher than you. And I'm like, you're a girl, I'm not going to hit you! You know, because it was the 80s. Sure. Nowadays, if it was if I was a brother and sister, maybe they'd... You just we're right, we're right finding out a lot other. about you today, actually. That I used to get beat up this by is, my little sister. Yeah, and maybe, that's, maybe that spawned your hatred of rom-coms. <laughs> I don't know. Tough to say. <laughs> tough to say. You uh, can't say it didn't do that. I'm, I'm not, I have no you scientific can't prove it didn't. evidence. Um, so you, that, we we didn't really get to talk about yeah. our relationship with this particular yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had what, seen this before? Oh, yeah. When I saw it, I loved it. I thought it was super funny. It, it was, um, I've always been a huge Ryan Reynolds fan. I never went through the like phase that some people went through where they're like, oh, he was funny, then he was annoying until <laughs> Deadpool, and now he's great again. It's like, no, I always thought Ryan Reynolds was super funny. Um I remember seeing him on Two Guys, a Girl, in a pizza place and thinking he was hilarious. And then Van Wilder, I thought he was hilarious. And this, and just waiting, even when I first saw it, I thought he was funny. And now I, I think we covered that. Yeah, we did. I hate that movie yeah. now. Yeah. But it's interesting. The, the most interesting thing revisiting it is to see how much he's grown as a comedic actor. Like, he still has some Ryan Reynolds-isms, obviously. He's always been Ryan Reynolds, but now he's a more fine-tuned version of it with his own voice. Like that moment in the car, it really feels like he's emulating Jim Carrey in some of these scenes yeah. with how broad he goes. Yeah. And I feel like the older he's gotten in, in, in the different movies he's done, he's figured out a way to rein it in and still be over the top, but in a more grounded way. Because that whole scene, even though I was cracking up, it didn't feel like him. Yeah. You know, there's a few moments in here. And it, I always thought when he first started off that he was a mix between old school Chevy Chase and Jim Carrey like in a blender hmm. and now I feel like he's just Ryan Reynolds yeah. if that makes sense Yeah. but I love this movie and I thought Amy Smart I've always had a crush on and watching it again I still do she's adorable she's super charming I did notice second time around some more problematic things like her she doesn't really have an arc she okay she yeah. basically just falls in love with him because the movie tells us she needs to but there's never a moment where you're like Oh, I can see why she's falling for him. This is okay. Except that he's now hot. I I So that bothered me a lot. Remembered loving this movie and we've talked about it before. I've been pushing to do this movie because I re I remember thinking it was really really funny and on second okay. watch or third watch, I think I've seen it a couple times yeah. before now. Um I I still find a lot of it very funny. Mm -hmm. But I had the exact same reaction. There's there's zero consistency in her motivation. No. There's uh, like we'll get into it specifically. She's literally just like window dressing to be like, "Hey, now I'm now I'm flirting with Chris Klein." It's all based on Ryan Reynolds' point of view, and all based on 
what's the biggest conflict for him as a character. But she, yeah, but not, she has no consistency she, in wants or desires. <laughs> yeah, the problem is, like, we need her to be true north here to understand, yeah. like, the problems with his behavior. Yeah. And she wavers so, <laughs> so dramatically. Or sometimes she's like, wow, you're being a jerk. And then she's like, oh, you're sweet. And you're, <laughs> she, but, well, but also, like, she just wants, she's always just wanted to be friends with him, I guess. And then all of a sudden she wants to sleep with him. And then she's mad that he doesn't want to sleep with her. It's like, it's very confusing yeah. where she's at in this movie. Um, it's very confusing that after the disaster of their first date, she would be so happy to go on a second date with him. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. And then even moving forward, like, it doesn't make sense her relationship with Chris Klein. It doesn't make sense how she's like bouncing between the two of them, especially no. if towards the end gonna, she's gonna she's gonna be the like moral, like I said, the, the true north, the moral compass of this movie. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say this was written by a man. I would be shocked if it wasn't. I'm, I'm gonna go. Let's see. I'm gonna go out on a limb, and just so we know, before anybody in the YouTube comments are like, oh "Man, SJWs on guilty. This could be. This should be called social justice warrior pleasures." No, it's not about that. It's just about making well-rounded characters in your movie. Yeah, you know? I, I will also... It was written by Alex Tex yep. Davis. There you go. Yep. Um, I, I will also say, just yep. to, like, carry this idea through, there were a ton of inconsistencies. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. not the least of which was on Christmas, he goes over to her house in the morning, and Chris Klein's playing the guitar or whatever, and then Anna Ferris drives over during daylight and then when she gets there it's pitch black outside so just like <laughs> yeah. there there's yeah. just a lot of stuff that doesn't necessarily line up with what immediately happened prior um and it just makes for a sort of a rocky viewing experience and i think i think why i love this i still i still really love this movie yeah. it's really fun it's slightly problematic but not to the point of like weird science problematic <laughs> you know like not to the point of some 80s or Revenge of the Nerds, where it's sure. like spying on naked women and videotaping it because yeah. that's funny. You know, it's not that kind of problematic. It's just more so like character development and writing it even remotely from the p female perspective at all, if you're going to consider it a romantic comedy. Right. Yes. Which makes me kind of consider this more of a comedy than a rom com because there's no real romantic arc. It's just. Him getting over his own bullshit, and then she decides, "Yep, I love you." At the end, but I, but I think that it intended to it int have absolutely. a romance. Yeah, so absolutely. Just because it didn't execute, I would still say yeah, romance yeah. and comedy. But they, yeah, they very, very sincerely struggled with uh, yeah. the romantic arc aspect of it. And I think why I love this so much when it first came out as well is because. I notoriously in the eighties and nineties, growing up, considered myself in the friend zone. You know, uh -huh. like. And I read an article very recently, like a year or two ago, that I thought was really interesting, where they're like, the friend zone is such a weirdly misogynistic thing to think, because like, the idea that men are friends with women only because they're hoping to rack up points to eventually get to the next level of like girlfriend status or boy boyfriend girlfriend status, yeah. but that women rarely do that, you know, like rarely are women friends with men, hoping that eventually they can sleep with that man, you know, it's right. like this weird twisted and 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 there shouldn't be a, a point system you should just be friends with people because they're right. human beings yeah so it, it sort of like exposes the the idea of like a binary of yeah. like you're either in a relationship or you're the one harry met sally conundrum yeah 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 where um, can you be friends and i have and in my later life i have tons of friends that are girls that i have no in like more, there's no sexual chemistry there yeah then again i have a wife and a daughter and a son on the way so you know so there's that. But when you're a teenager, I think you're just like, 
I just want to sleep with everybody. I, I did also want to watch. Or just, just kiss somebody, I should sure. say, when I'm, when I'm a teenager. I was a late bloomer. Baby steps, man. <laughs> Uh, there is similar, similar struggles, um, just to be equitable here with, uh, the friend, the like guy friend who he comes back, uh, who is like in the hometown and is the dentist. Yeah. There's just like, it's no level of clarity with him as far as like, what are, what level of support are you offering him? And his wife is only in it for like one scene. Yeah. Like, are, are you supporting his quest to sleep? with her are you supporting his quest to be himself it's or almost like, like what's a going series of sketches yeah. written yeah, yeah, yeah let's get into this let's so, do it so basically this is the first scene and this is what <laughs> i could watch ryan reynolds singing i swear by all for one for hours it's ridiculous or at least minutes yeah several minutes and they, we do they give it to you twice and yeah. he's so hammy and the fat suit is straight out a nutty professor it looks really it still ages well it mm-hmm. looks genuine and this is him writing the note right yes Dear Jamie, when we're together, I feel like we're not in high school, but in our own little Chris and Jamie world. Whether we're watching Party Five or practicing our cheers, I feel like I could just be myself. It's a little bit of Sandler in there. Jamie, we've been friends for a really long time, but I want to be more than that. Oops, I don't think so. Hoping to be your boyfriend. Sincerely, Chris Brander. BFF. <laughs> yeah, you're ready. It is a little Sandler. Yeah. Hoping to be your boyfriend. <laughs> I love the enthusiastic sign off there. BFF. BFF. In case you thought any of this was weird, BFF. Yeah. I do have a funny story, real quick. Um, I may have already told this on the show. I was playing spin the bottle in sixth grade at a at a sixth grade picnic. Ooh. And uh, and the I spun the bottle and it was did I tell you this story? No. And it was like straight out of a movie. It was it like was going in slow motion and it stopped on the girl I had had a crush on for like two years. And I looked up at her and she looked at me and it's like everything stopped. And then she goes do over, and everyone in the circle agreed. Oh. And I was like I didn't know you could do a do over. Oh. And I was like cool 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 I'm gonna go play uh you know um the the three legged race out there or whatever that's so brutal so maybe that's what killed my love for rom-coms in sixth grade getting a do-over jesus (laughs) i just start (laughs) sobbing into the microphone there's nothing funny about romance (laughs) nothing funny it leads to pain (laughs) and suffering in fact clip number two is basically the description of the friend zone right yes it is what the hell's the friend zone see when a girl decides that you're her friend you're no longer a dating option you become a complete non-sexual entity in her eyes like her brother or a lamp. <laughs> or a lamp. Or a lamp. And then he goes, I don't want to be a lamp. No, who does? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. This is bringing back so many memories that I won't get into because I've already shared too much. But yeah, there's there, the beginning is great. It's super funny. And you feel for him. They set up a, a great way for you to feel sorry for uh, Ryan Reynolds' character from the beginning. But then also in that same moment, they set up a very problematic thing where Jamie is just completely clueless to it. Right. And like... I don't understand why you're so upset. Why are you leaving? It's like, and and she didn't hear them saying all the stuff in the yearbook because she doesn't really remember, recall it later on. It's it's not until he gives her the note. Right. You know? Yeah. She's also like, uh, she, she does she does a horrible sort of bait and switch where she's yeah. like, that's the sweetest thing anyone's ever written. And she goes in for what I th- he thinks is a kiss. And then it's just a hug. And then yeah. he like runs off. 
uh, I guess never to be seen again. Never. Yeah. He just immediately moved to L.A. Yeah. And got on P90X or something. Yeah. Good for him, though. Good for that guy. Yeah. He used to do P90X. I have done it before. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. I threw up trying it. So there's that. We have that in common. There we go. Yeah. And I, but I didn't film it because I know how much you hate seeing throw up on oh, film. Jesus. I'm, thank God. <laughs> oh shit. If it were listen, <laughs> like if, karate <laughs> chop my glass, hit the microphone. Anyways. If it were genu- a genuine reaction, I would be like, all right, that's appropriate. That's appropriate. But just putting it into things. Yeah, you know. Miss me with it. So we get the whole setup, then we have him talking to all these models and his assistant in um, in L.A. We get Stephen Root as his boss, who's hilarious and, mm-hmm. and a total dick dickhead uh, record manager. Anna Ferris is hilarious from minute one she enters. Oh, she's, she's like great. this soup. Her whole thing... Uh, yeah, this whole sequence where she's singing for her album and she's like, guys, who changed the key? And they're like, um, no one. It's been the same for the last 45 takes. And she's like, well, something's off here. <laughs> it's just this is like peak Anna Ferris for me. She is so good. I loved this era of Anna Ferris, and I still think she's hilarious. Mm. But there's just something about when she was just free to cut loose and be completely absurd. Yeah. And it started with Scary Movie and this, and and she's just so fun to watch in this movie, playing up this super dumb pop star. The whole toothpaste scene, which we'll get to, is so gross and so funny. So in this scene, when Ryan Reynolds comes in, she jumps on him and starts taking his pants off. And then in the middle of taking his pants off, is like, you want to hear a new song that I wrote? And the best (laughs) is they cut to a wide, and his pants are still around his knees, and then they just slowly go... Yeah. <laughs> He's just sitting there in his boxers. Uh-huh. Uh, it's such a funny visual. Which is the I'm the talent? What's that one? Uh, so this is after the plane crash. Mm. Um, and the Which well it doesn't crash. They have it to It sets on fire. They have to land because she <laughs> she put uh, she micro she put a microwavable safe container in there, but with a ton of aluminum foil. And yes. they're like, You can't put foil in there. She's like, How am I supposed to know this? Clip number three. I'm not supposed to worry about stuff like that. I'm the talent. I, you know, um, I wish that that was a parody, but right. that is very true. Yes, very true. Yes, in in any celebrity circle, you have no idea how many times like you're on set <clears throat> and everything has been explained. The AD has come out and been like, "This is the scene we're shooting. This is what we're shooting first. This is the shot," and there will be someone, male or female actor, who wasn't paying attention. And then they'll be like, all right, everybody, roll cameras. And then somebody will get upset and be like, I don't know what we're doing. I don't know. And they're like, well, we told you. Were you not listening? And they're like, that? I'm the talent. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm the talent. I know. You should have right. been listening. You should, you should Ugh, do, so do your talent. Then. Do your talent. Just please execute your talent. And the, oh, God, I love this. So this is a great example that you pulled of uh, the brotherly um, rivalry. And when. When Ryan Reynolds goes back to his house Mm -hmm. and he takes uh, Anna Faris with him, uh, his brother is obsessed with her and has posters of her all over. And there's this hysterical poster of her with whipped cream, uh, with a whipped cream bra and cherry nipples (laughs) about to eat a (laughs) chocolate covered banana. It's so phallic and ridiculous. And at the dinner table, they discuss a little euphemism for masturbating. And this is how it plays out. Yeah, I slapped the ham to it like an hour ago. What ham did you slap? Not the ham that I just bought. Um, Mrs. Spider, do you have anything else besides ham? Because I'm on the Pericone diet and I need salmon. I love salmon. It's the prettiest color for bedroom. So relaxing. <laughs> I 
I start drinking? Um, <laughs> anyone fix some coffee? Maybe some salmon? <laughs> This was is such a perfect illustration to me of like being in a group of people and every single person having their own conversation <laughs> and not wanting to be a part of any of them. It's it's so just like I hate everything that's happening here. Yeah, I, I hate know. each and every one of you. Oh God. I mean we've all been in that circumstance with like extended family mm-hmm. or even in some groups of friends who are just like, cool, yep, yeah, I'm gonna go drink. Yeah. Anybody want something? Yeah. This, this this is the only way to fix this. And the whole slapping the ham. I hope you did. Which ham did you slap? <laughs> the mom is hysterical. She was in Marriage Story, and she's great in that yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. I, she's been basically playing that mom. She's been playing the mom forever. But she is so funny. This this portrayal reminds me so much of my mom. <laughs> it's a little bit disturbing, but just the like, just super sweet mm-hmm. and always just like. I, like anything you want. Yeah. Like, do you want any food? It's just like so perfectly my mom. The only thing that reminds me of my mom is my mom not getting any kind of innuendos. Okay. Because yeah. she watched this spoof movie I did called The Hungover Games. And uh-huh. she watched it and she was like, it wasn't that vulgar. I don't see why everybody was freaking out. And we're at my, <clears throat> my, the, our bridal shower. They had one for us in New Mexico. Did I tell this story on here before? If I, I don't did, think so. We'll figure it out. This is a um, show of brand new stories it, it, today. I know, right? Yeah. We, we had the bridal shower in New Mexico, and uh, they were talking about, well, all of her friends had seen it, her coworkers. And they're like, what are you talking about? The shocker was super vulgar. And she's like, what's the shocker? And so um, <laughs> I have to be there at my bridal shower. As one of my mom's co-workers at the hospital explained to her what the shocker means. And no one was just like, maybe we should just let her not know what the shocker means. And then <laughs> it takes, they take it a step further. Well, in order to explain it, they draw it of course they on do. a post-it. Of course they do. And a, a, a diagram of, of the symbol and where it enters. Yeah. And then when she wasn't looking, they put it on her back like a kick-me sign. And my mom walked around with a shocker diagram on her back for like two hours. Well, that's a nightmare. <laughs> If anyone doesn't know what the shocker is, it's going to be in our show notes. Ryan, you on it? On it. Thank you. All in like, uh, uh, like lo- uh, you got to do it with letters so that it forms the shocker. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it was hysterical. So ridiculous. So what's the, I can't see what this sounds like. She's got her. T- oh god. So okay. this is the scene you were alluding to. So he keeps. So how Ryan Reynolds gets away from Anna Faris is he keeps um, pawning her off on her brother who spanks the slaps the ham to mm-hmm. her, and he takes her to the mall. And she gets knocked over the railing, and he tasers her. Oh, he tasers her. He's like playing with her taser and accidentally tasers her, and she falls onto Santa Claus. (laughs) It's so good. And then she she's here. There's an image of it. She has her head wrapped with an ice pack, and she's just drooling out an obscene amount of toothpaste. She's squeezing toothpaste into her mouth and just drooling it out. (laughs) It's so disgusting. And Ryan Reynolds comes in furious, and the brother says this. She's fine. Look at her. She's having a good time. She's got her toothpaste. <laughs> She's got her toothpaste. She's got her toothpaste. She's fine. <laughs> oh, God. There's some great outtakes of her, like, spewing that up on Ryan Reynolds' cheek. Uh-oh. And can we talk about how gross and how just how she goes for it every time she kisses either Ryan Reynolds oh, or her yeah. brother? It's so just like nasty. violent tongue. Just like it's like her tongue is like the Kraken or something, or like the Sarlacc monster in Return of the Jedi, just like whipping both of the. It's so funny uh, and, and disgusting and, at the and same time. Not to jump ahead here, but all the way at the end when Ryan Reynolds finally kisses Amy Smart and he does it too aggressively, but nothing like what Anna Faris no. has done. And Amy Smart's like, "Ow!" Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. like, "Sorry, sorry." <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Um, it's so that whole toothpaste scene is fantastic. If you haven't seen this movie, it's worth it for the toothpaste scene alone. Um, and we talked about how their first date goes horribly. Mm-hmm. He, he basically comments on how gross the pancakes are because it's sugary, and he's just coming off as kind of like a West Coast douchebag to her, and she's not into it. There's the scene in the car where he's like, "Are you an idiot?" She and she's there for a very long time as yeah. he's having this freak out, and I thought that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. And then she forgot like her keys or something. And uh, so then he calls her again, and they're going to plan another date. Again, she's super down after an awful She's time. real excited to go out again. Which, again, all we needed was a few conversations with her and her girlfriend to be like, look, I have thought about him ever since high school. Like, I feel bad about how things went down. I, I've always wanted to give us some point of view. Yeah, I've always wondered what it would have been like. To what, date like, if what our lives would have been yeah. like. Yeah, I, or be like, I look back and I'm so stupid. I dated all these jerks right. and he was the perfect guy for me. Like, anything to make us buy that she falls in love with him other than it's just Ryan Reynolds is attractive, you right. know? Yes. That's it. Yes. That's it. Yep. You know, uh, so now he's on the phone with her and <laughs> this is me. This is everyone who grew up in the 80s and 90s before cell phones. Yes. When you get on the phone and you're like, Mom, get off the phone! Okay, so let's play clip number six. Oh, oh, Chris, what are you doing over at Joyce's? No, Mom. I'm in the living room 10 feet away from you, and I'm on the phone. Oh, well, you know, I was wondering, while I have you on the phone, what would you like for dinner? We we have a choice between chicken chow mein or pot roast. It's so good. Mom. It's so good. I it's so perfect her being like, now that I have you on the phone, like you're in the same room as him. Oh yeah. That's every mom ever. Yeah. My mom still to this day when I'm on the phone with her, I'll be like, hey mom, I gotta go, I gotta go run and do this thing, or I gotta go to work, blah blah blah. She's like, okay, okay, just one more thing, and then it's like another ten minutes. And I'm like, Mom, mom, I have to go. She's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But just to recap. Right. And the other thing that I always love that's such a mom thing. She'll call, leave a voicemail, and her voicemail will go, Hey, Ben, it's your mom. Just want to let you know. And it's a super long voicemail. And then at the end, she'll say, Bye, love you, mom. As if I've... She has to introduce herself as if I don't know her voice by now. Then she has to sign off as if somehow I forgot in the middle of her two-minute voicemail. It's, it's a very it's a very landline oh, totally. thing to do. Is it? Because, <laughs> yeah, it could, only people that had landlines because do you, that. Because you were, I guess maybe they were worried back when it was cassette voicemails yeah. that it was you, it was garbled and you couldn't hear well, there it. there was also like no caller no ID. No caller ID, so you had to rely on them introducing themselves. Um, but I also, my mom will do that where, where she'll leave a voicemail and then she'll text me and say, I left you a voicemail. Same. It's like, I know that. <laughs> I. It's all coming on the same device. You've now left me two messages on the same device. I won't see one of them first. <laughs> Another thing my mom does, and I swear we'll move on, <laughs> is my mom, I'll text her photos and stuff, uh-huh. and she's so OCD, and I can say this because I the apple doesn't fall from the, far from the tree. I'm very OCD, too. She'll delete... She likes to delete all of her messages so they're fresh. Okay. Me, I've given up. I have 64... I have 63,790 spam messages in my Yahoo, but I don't use Yahoo anymore. Anyways, so she'll delete things, and then like an hour later be like, oh, can you send me that photo again? I deleted it. And I'm like, what? Just... Just save the photos to your phone before you delete things then. Yeah, you should just be like, "Uh uh-oh, I deleted it. (laughs) I gave it to you to save. (laughs) And that'll teach her a lesson. Exactly. And then just send it like a day later. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm on the phone. Oh, it's so perfect. Um, They go on a second date. There's the ridiculous, like, late 90s, early 2000s hockey scene where it's just 
it's still hilarious to me to see uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds beat the shit out of a bunch of kids. Yeah. Like, when he gets, like, roid rage, even though he's not on roids, but you know what I mean? Like, he gets that kind of, like, rage moment where he's like, I'm going to show him. And he, like, he just decks, starts punching kids. Decks a kid. And there's no comeuppance for that. There's, there's never, like, a, hey, you beat the shit out of children. It's right. more like, oh, how's your mouth? And now I'm going to go date guitar player Dave Matthews, dude. Yeah, you know? the the only th- the only repercussion is that like the kids are against him from the beginning and they just remain against him. Yeah. in a very aggressive way. <laughs> I mean, I would get it if they liked him at first, right? And then he decked a bunch of them. No, and then but they they are against him. But I I did want to say also I thought this yeah. was like a very funny moment when he's searching for his ice skates and he's like, "Mom, where are my ice skates?" And she's like, "We gave them away." And he's like, oh, why did you do that? And then he keeps looking for them. <laughs> like, she just told you. She gave them the, he, like, finds his snow globes. But he's, like, still yeah. rummaging through. It's like, do they're you, not there, man. Do you have a lot of stuff from your childhood still? I have. Uh, I, I don't have it with me. But there's a ton of stuff back home. And every once in a while, my mom will, like, clean the house. And she'll be like, do you still want your notebook from second grade yeah. English class? And, like, no, I don't. My mom... <sighs> keeps so many things and then brings them out to me and says you have to keep this because it's a family heirloom (laughs) (laughs) and then on top of that it's my own fault though because when i was a kid i used to police my yard sales and if toys that i didn't want to sell were in there Uh and like there could be like a five-year-old that is your fault yeah there could be a five-year-old kid looking at one of my gi joes and i'd be like no no no, it's not for sale Uh and i still have all those i'm happy to have all that right my mom kept all of my theater t-shirts from shows I did in nice. high school and college, and she's currently making me a quilt out of them. Oh, that's that's actually very nice. At least she's, like, doing something yeah, with them. You know, and, not and, just... and here's the thing. One part of me is like, that's going to look weird. Right. Another part of me is like, oh, that's kind of cool, because otherwise, what else am I going to do? Throw them out. Right. Then the third part of me is like, well, who the hell's going to sleep with that in our in our fold-out bed, uh-huh. other than my parents when they come crash at our place. So there you go. She's making herself a quilt. Exactly. But, like, could you imagine if, like, you were, like, in the valley and you're like, hey, I need to crash. And I'm like, all right, here you go, buddy. And uh, just so you know, these are all shows I did in high school. I'm yeah. going to tuck you in. I wouldn't be able to sleep. Tyke. I'd be reading all of this, <laughs> all the, like, signatures on the just back of your quilt. wondering what role I played yeah. in each one. <laughs> yeah. Was he in the chorus in this one, do you and think? she was like, do you, do you want um, the autographed shirt from your sixth grade as well? And I'm like, no, no, no keep it classy. Just the theater shirts. Ben was too tall to play Puck. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think that was him. I love it. Can we, uh, all right, so then he decides after the he failed miserably with the ice skating uh, children fight, he decides he has to become, in his words, a giant pussy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't condone that, but uh, a giant pussy is what he says. Yes. And so he decides to really wuss it out. He has like a sweater on top of a pull, um, uh, yeah, dri- pull button, up. yeah, pull yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. He gets a retainer again, and he's just like, I'm going to go full nerd. And he really plays it up like this. He's going He's so misguided. It's like, maybe just be yourself. Right. And I think one person tells him that in the movie. Hey, just be yourself. Yeah, maybe his best friend who's the dentist should have been like, why don't you just try being yourself? Yeah. Or I, just, it would have been a 10-minute movie. Just like a, a real conversation with him, like, hey, man, you've changed. Like, yeah. I don't really enjoy the person that you've become. Yeah. Would have just, you know, changed the dynamic a little bit, yeah. I think. Yeah. Like, I didn't really like the movie The Breakup, but there's that great scene between John Favreau and Vince Vaughn where John Favreau's like, well, I mean, yeah, it's like, you know, you're a fun guy if it's something you're into. Right. Yeah. You know, like you're cool if it's something you like. Otherwise, you're kind of terrible. Right. And it's like you need that to ground a character. Like, yeah. 
give the character a reality check. And Amy Smart never really does that. She's like, you're a jerk. And then the next scene, she loves him again. Right. Or, or she's best buddies with him. It's like, make him actually... Until the very... I was clocking it. It's like 10 minutes till the end of the movie where he has his final big... Th- th- uh, where she finally like tells him off and he flies back and then they just rush the ending. Yeah. I'm like, no, give us a little bit more of that. Yeah. Know? Anyways. Um, yeah, so the retainer. This is the, one of the retainer jokes in the movie. It's not braces, it's a retainer, and it's not that bad. <laughs> I had a palate expander as a kid. Ooh. Where you had to use that? a key to expand it oh to stretch God. your palate because my mouth was so crowded with my, my teeth. Yeah. Because my wisdom teeth didn't have room to come down. You had extra teeth. And it had like extra teeth and stuff. Yeah. So well, was your mouth too small or you had too many teeth? Too many teeth. Okay. And I had like two extra teeth in the top. Well, okay, that sounds like a palate expander. Yeah, it's a palate expander. <laughs> and I did talk kind of like that where you're like, it doesn't sound that weird. So it, is, it was a retainer, you're and just, I embraced it. You're just recalibrating your own reality. You're just like, this is, this is fine. This is so fun. Everybody, this is how I normally talk. Yeah. Retainer or not, I've always sounded like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am an artist. Okay, this is an Anna Ferris moment, right? Which yes. part is this? Uh, that's a great question. Let's find out. Let's find this out. This is the part where... Oh, Ryan saw oh, it, too, last Ryan night. coming in hot in the booth. Uh, this is the part where Ryan Reynolds, again, is dragging her out of the house to the car. Yeah. Yes. Because I think that happens three times. Yes, yeah, that's like, right. literally dragging her. That's and, right. And, and he's... He, yeah. It's the second time, and he's like, you're going to perform at this venue. And she's like, no, I'm not. And he's like, oh, I thought you were an artist. And she's like, wait, I... Oh, yeah, and then yes. this happens. Hey, I am an artist! <laughs> I think actually the the person who you remember that person who pinned a banana to the wall yeah and somebody came up and ate it yes uh, I heard there's more video because the guy who ate it was like this is hey, the guy who ate it is like this is an art and the person who pinned the banana to the wall went hey I am an artist <laughs> which let's be honest pinning a banana to a wall is not art it's not art that's stupid it's uh, wasteful it's very wasteful yeah it's not gonna keep you know the the Academy Award-winning movie *The Artist* is entirely silent until the very end. Oh yeah, when the main character—I remember that—just like rips open comic book style. Yeah. yeah, he rips open the screen, and he just yells at the audience. Hey, I am an artist. It's like, oh, that was the movie. I get it. Uh, I heard that the majority of the cast of Cats. Uh-huh. Uh, whenever asked about the movie after it mm-hmm. and questioning their artistic integrity for accepting a role in it, just screamed at the camera. Hey, I am an artist! That checks out. That checks out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So she goes and... And, uh, and she, so wait, are cats dogs? I'm sorry. We'll, sorry we'll never know. I get, yeah, and, right. and we'll never know what Jellicles are Let's either. Let's move on. So uh, Anna Ferris ends up torching the house. She she, pl- so they have like this big Clark Griswold style display at Amy Smart at Jamie's house. Her dad puts up. Her dad's kind of a douche the whole movie. He's <laughs> yes. a total dick bag to, to Chris Ryan Reynolds' character, which which is weird because Ryan Reynolds was like her best friend growing up. So why is he an asshole to her? It's very confusing. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Again, consistency of all characters is very. Uh, it's a funny movie, so who cares? I do a little. Yes. Um. Upon watching it, fifteen years later because you can get more out of jokes when things yeah. make sense and when yeah. they don't make sense you're just like willy-nilly writing stuff but if if we understand where people are coming from things are funny yeah, there's no perspective yes it's just mm-hmm. it's just funny yes uh so uh she comes barreling in and then she drives off and pulls everything with her and there's a reindeer that falls on fire and is dragged down the street and it's on for a long time. <laughs> it's a long time it's an incredible it's like sequence. their entire budget was destroying yes. that christmas display yes 
And again, oh, we didn't even talk about Chris Klein, how funny he is in this. I think he's hilarious he's in this great. movie. Because he plays this guy in the beginning that's like, Jamie, I wrote you this song. Jamie smiles. Damn it, son of a bitch! And he's like freaking out. And then later on, he's now this stud paramedic guy. Yeah. Just laying waste to the ladies in this town, which is weird because they live in a small town. You think word would get around that he's just playing everybody. Well, he also allegedly just moved back into town. Oh, but allegedly. everybody knows who he is. Like, all the kids know who he is. <laughs> like, he, when did he move? And how has he made yeah. a relationship with all of these elementary school youth? It's suspect, to I say the yeah, least. Yeah, And he's got some really funny scenes where he's a total slime ball, and he's literally, his whole thing... And he, see, if this was written now, you could really smartly put a twist on it where Ryan Reynolds' character kind of in this movie realizes that claiming to be in the friend zone isn't fair because you actually have to, uh, someone has to choose to love you. You can't force them to. And he sort of learns that by the end. He says it at least. Yes. And then she loves him anyway. So, (laughs) but we don't see why she became that way. But Chris Klein is a fun kind of like villain to that where he's like, I was friend zoned for so long that I'm going to get revenge for being friend zoned, you know? And that's mm-hmm. a funny take if they just explored it a little more and set him up as the antagonist a little earlier. I think it could have, you know, they could have done a lot more with him. Yeah. And if we had actually known that they had, they were friends in yeah. high school, which we didn't, he like shows up for two seconds and they both throw him out of the room. Yeah. But anyway, either way, either way, it's yeah. still a funny movie. Yes. Don't get me wrong. Yes. We're just saying if you ever remake just friends, <laughs> This is a way to do it. A couple pieces of, piece piece of advice. Of advice. Mm-hmm. What's the L.A. versus Jersey So thing? this is when his friend is, like, trying to hype him up, and he's like, you can beat Chris oh, Klein yeah. because you're Hollywood and he's Jersey, and these are the examples that he cites. You're Hollywood. You date models. He's Jersey. He skis in his jeans. <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> to me. <laughs> he skis in his jeans, man. <laughs> okay. I didn't know that was a Jersey-specific thing, I, but apparently... I guess so. Uh, and then, what's the, this is a Pontiac? So his friend is driving him to the airport, oh, yeah. and he is like, no, I got to go back and, like, rectify this situation. And without even asking him, he just, like, grabs the wheel. <laughs> and, like, and launches does over a medium. And, like, yeah. goes the wrong way on a freeway. And his friend is pissed because... What the hell are you doing? This is a Pontiac Grand Prix! <laughs> Now, that's specifically Jersey, from what I hear. Yes. As you love Pontiac Grand Prix. God, they're the best. I mean, I love them. They're fantastic cars. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? It's the only car I would take over a median. <laughs> You're right. You're right. And long story short, he, he ends up winning her back, telling her this big speech, saying he loves her, and it gives you that fun romantic comedy feeling. I just wish it was a little more earned. Now, Jesse, we've started this thing now. Yes. The last few shows. Yes. Where we rate a movie if it's a guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. Guilty movie pleasure. Is it guilty but terrible mm-hmm. or guilty but awesome? So three days ago, I would have said, I remember this movie being guilty but awesome. And at this point, after rewatching it, I will simply say, I think it is a guilty movie pleasure. I put it right in the middle. I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. Agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. Hands out, same thing. I think when I first saw it, I would think it was awesome. Yes. I still think it's very, very funny, but I, I noticed things that I didn't notice before. And it is also unfortunate that the very end, the tag of the movie, is a new generation doing the exact same thing yeah. that we've just been admonished for doing. Yeah. For the entire movie, they're like, oh, here's people experiencing the same <laughs> Where thing. There's a like, little kid who's been friend-zoned in the very last shot, and he goes, oh, shit, and then it cuts to black. And then we're to credits, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, we didn't learn anything, No, we didn't I learn guess. anything. Yeah. I think that was the early 2000s. We hadn't learned anything from the 90s. Right. It took us to the 2010s to learn anything. Yeah. 
Jesse, until next time, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Too Much Jesse and for Sketch at the Prom Losers. You can find me at the Ben Begley on Twitter and Instagram. And also, make sure that you review us on iTunes. We've gotten some great iTunes reviews lately. We really appreciate that. Yes, helps thank you our so much. viewership and our listenership. Mm-hmm. Make sure you uh, you comment on YouTube, you like us, subscribe, all that good stuff, and follow at Guilty Movie Guys on Twitter and give us some suggestions for upcoming movies. And let us know what you think of Pixels, man. God damn it. <laughs> until next time, what is your guilty movie pleasure? <laughs> From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the host's owner, do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.